This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com and join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday to you all. I hope you are feeling good on this wonderful Monday morning. And if it's not Monday, hey, I hope you're having a great day as well. Uh, We have a great episode for you. Uh, Before we get into that, joined by my lovely team, uh, my producer, Chrissy. Chrissy, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Also, Chrissy, I just want to say thanks for like just getting so many great guests on the show. You know, you put a lot of hard work into it. And if you like thanks, any of our Nick. guests, just say thank you, Chrissy, in your car. Be like, oh my god, I love that guest. I mean, Chrissy is the reason why. <laughs> as well as our callers, uh, Chrissy does a, a great job of of reading all these emails and and picking the right ones for our show. So uh, as well as uh, we have Amanda and Allie, I'm part of the social syndicate in the studio with me today. How are you, ladies? doing it seemed rhetorical we're great <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe you're not ali had like a they're life. amazing they're great everyone's great uh we have a great episode for you uh some great callers some great questions some great problems i guess we don't want to call them great problems but i don't know interesting they're interesting topics they're interesting topics make sure to tune in on wednesday for a fantastic episode uh with logan yuri who is the author of the book uh how to not die alone we get into some fascinating discussions about relationships she has uh, studied uh, relationships at harvard and has wrote this very fascinating book about dating and um, knowing about non-negotiables and and pet peeves and the difference and it's a really fun conversation with logan um i think you guys will want to tune into that it's always fun to to dive into all the various aspects of relationships as, as you guys anyone listening to this it's going to want to listen to that. <laughs> I guess just give us some like five stars. Always appreciative of your five stars on iTunes if you guys want to take the time. I can't thank you enough. Can't thank you enough for sharing our episodes on your social media. It does make a big difference, and we appreciate you spreading the, the, the good word about our podcast, tagging us, tagging the show, telling your friends. Other than that, I say let's get to our callers. Great. What's your time with me? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's uh? Who do we have? I'm Jaden. Hi, Jaden. How old are you? Thirty-four. All right. And then who else do we have with us? And I'm Richard. I'm thirty-two. Hi, Richard. How can I help you guys? What's up? 
So I'm recently separated from my husband, who I had an open relationship with for about 16 years. Uh, my ex and I actually started dating Richard together about four months ago, and things didn't work out with my husband, so we separated. Okay. Um, we parted on good terms, um, but I moved in with Richard about a month ago. Okay. Richard? Um, so we're living together, and we went from... Uh, kind of a secondary kind of casual relationship to now we're in a pretty serious primary relationship. And our question is about how to navigate telling people about our new relationship who didn't know we were dating beforehand, because obviously we have to be discreet about telling people that we were in an open relationship. And, you know, if people see that Jaden was married, but we've been dating for you know, there's an overlap between the end between when she was married and when our relationship started. How's that going to go? So is this more of a like a, more of a problem of like, what do we tell people how we met kind of thing? Well, we were friends before. So that part's at least pretty simple. Um, but like when I, I haven't even announced on like social media that I'm getting divorced. OK. Um, so if I like announce that I'm getting divorced and then I announce that I'm in a new relationship, it's going to be pretty quick turnaround for someone who doesn't know the background. Well, yeah, but yes, this is a very unique situation, right? Um, and if you guys are like, oh, listen, this is the life we've led and we just want to be honest and own who we are, then that's one option. You know, you could just tell people and, or, or you can lie a little bit or admit some truths, which, you know, I don't, I'm not, not condoning lying, but like everything, the world isn't privy to our entire lives. Like you don't owe an explanation to everyone about your private life. And so, right. yeah, uh, you, 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 there, no matter what, there might be rumors being like, well, you know, how'd you guys meet or when'd you meet and, and who knows, but does that mean you have to tell them that you guys were in a an open relationship with, relationship. yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't think they, you're required to share that information, right? They, they might think there was some overlap. There's a lot of divorces where divorce is not like breaking up with your boyfriend or girlfriend or even fiance. Right. Like you can be like, Hey, I don't think we should date anymore. And you're like, all right. And you have a couple like weird conversations and someone like, you know, you come get your shit. And then like, that's a couple week process where a divorce can take months years right there's a separation yeah. sometimes and then you know and then two people who are technically still married are, are separated and they're dating other people that that happens a lot that's not that uncommon and so i don't think you guys have to worry too much about that um are you trying to avoid anyone knowing that you guys were in this uh, type of relationship in the past or are you open to it and is it something you guys expect to explore uh, and invite someone else into this relationship at all going forward, or do or or do are you guys do you want to keep it monogamous? Both of us are kind of in professions where we can't be super open about it. Um, so we have you know our circle of friends that know and some of our family members, but the vast majority of people don't know that we're in an open relationship um, that we were. And going forward, we're gonna try to figure all that stuff out, which is uh, one of the things that we're kind of taking it slow on because everything did change and happen really fast. So um, I don't know what things look like six months from now or a year from now, whatever between us. But, Just out of curiosity, uh, when you guys did start dating, uh, when you were married with your ex-husband, was this 
was this about like you and your ex-husband weren't getting along and you're like uh no it was it was an active decision to say let's spice it up and bring another guy (laughs) well we had actually been in an open relationship the whole time we were together so we were together 16 years the whole marriage before we were married um you know we certainly had periods of time that there was just the two of us but uh it wasn't a new thing at all. It How was many something we've been doing for a long time. Different partners did the relationship have in the sixteen years you guys were together? Uh five to ten maybe. Okay. And and yeah. and who was bringing? Is it a mix of who was bringing these people into the relationship? It's mostly me because I'm the extrovert, so I would go and meet people and you know online or dating sites and whatever, and then we would meet them in person together. Um, sometimes he'd meet someone and we would date them, but was it always, um, most of the time it was me. Was it always together or or mm-hmm. was it sometimes yes. you would you would go on a date with a guy and he would go on a date with a woman and then maybe there should be some physical activity or was this all going on as a group thing? It was all a group thing, which was kind of an issue for me because I felt like I couldn't connect with somebody in the same way when it was three people versus if it were just one-on-one. Um, so that was definitely something that we conflicted about toward the end. Gotcha. He wanted to keep it a group thing and, and you didn't. Yes. And I didn't. What about, what about you, Richard? Is this something you want to keep? Like is, how did you get, when you, I'm curious, I'm just, just, you know, we didn't, we don't experience these stories too often. Uh, is this something you were looking for or, or when, when she reached out and said, Hey, this is the situation. Where was the, like, were you like just curious? Like what, where were, where was your head at when you were getting into this situation? So I had been in, um, a non-monogamous relationship before, um, some monogamous, some non-monogamous, I'd say overall, my better relationships were usually the non-monogamous ones. Um, when we met, we talked for a while and she mentioned that she and her husband were non-monogamous. And I said, that's great. I've, you know, I've been in a couple that brought in another person before, and I've never been the person coming into a couple. So that would be something I'd like to experience. Give it a try. Um, obviously, this time it didn't work out great, but maybe someday another time. Um, we are interested in, like I said, some or like she said, some kind of non-monogamy moving forward. We're still figuring out exactly what that looks like for us. Well, as far as your immediate problem, I don't think you guys you know really have uh that much of a a problem like different than anyone else is going through divorce right and i think a lot of divorces there's a lot of kind of timing seems off or or whatnot and depending how nosy your friends are you know (laughs) you could just be like yeah we were friends and you know we were friends and he he was a support system and we you know we went to a movie and turns out there was a physical connection there and like that's all they really need to know and if they want to believe that or not believe that like you you can't control that right but my guess is unless you've given them reason to think so i don't think they're going to immediately jump to be like they you know what? I bet they were in a throuple, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's usually the go-to like explanation people have. So that's good news that's for true. you that I don't think unless you've been kind of floating these things out and been like, maybe you're sitting down with your friends and like, is it nuts that I've ever like <laughs> you admit to having these fantasies or like, you know, so unless you've planted the seed with your friends that that might be going on, I, I would imagine they wouldn't guess that. So I think you're good. 
how long would you say, like, if I announce in the next couple of days that I'm getting divorced in like social media world, how long do you think I should wait to then start posting about my new partner? Any advice? Uh, why is that? It's up to you, right? How much do you want people talking about you? Right? How much, <laughs> how much do you want to have rumors out there? Uh, my girlfriend and I were dating for months before we ever acknowledged it on social media and we told our friends or whatever, but like, you know, we were protective of our relationship and the, and the more right. thoughts and opinions you have about your relationship, it just brings in more noise and more noise can be a distraction. So like, do you guys have to like be Facebook official like anytime soon? will that <laughs> like, will that do anything for the relationship? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, Richard's not really a big social media person. Um, I like to post when we go places or we do things. I do tend to post, um, you know, not every day, but fairly often. And, um, you know, we went away for a weekend and I had a tendency to be like, oh, we went to this cool store and I was going to post about it. And then I decided not to. Um, so, you know, little stuff like that, that it may not even be relationship things, but just that we're together. I, I think it's things. just, this is, you know, you just have to make choices on your priorities, your priority for, you know, letting the, know, the world know where you're shopping or the priority of <laughs> having a little bit of privacy while, you know, to avoid people talking about you and you just have to make a, a choice. So, you know, uh, might as well just let people know you're getting divorced as soon as possible, knowing right. that you are in a relationship and, and, and you're proud of this relationship and you want to share this relationship to your friends and family. So the sooner you let people know you're divorced, the sooner you can do that. And if you want to wait a week or two, I don't know. That's fine. You know, people are nosy in these communities. We like to judge our friends. We like to gossip on Facebook and, you know, I don't wait a month, you know, it's not that. Yeah. I met some guy in a month. Yeah. It turns out. And, and the fact that you guys were friends and people know you were friends, it would make sense that you guys met sooner than later. But you, you know, the, the shorter you wait, the, the, the questions people are going to be like, were they fucking, you know, like that's, <laughs> you're, you're going to get that. But also, that's a bit more question. How much do you care about what people right. think? And, you know, it's more of a debate about that. And that's really just a personal choice. That makes sense. And I know, you know, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. And, and I like that opinion of like, it, it doesn't matter what other people think, um, you know, and, and that we should focus on us and, and not worry about all that extra noise. And yeah. that makes a lot of sense. That's ideal. But we are human and we do. So you just have to be honest with yourself <laughs> yes. about how much you can handle. Right. right. And, 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 uh, because yeah, we shouldn't, but we do. So it's just managing the expectation versus reality versus that. And, but yeah, see, see where this relationship goes and then who knows, bring in someone else. Do you guys, I'm just, I'm just I am just curious cause I don't really have a lot of friends or I know a lot of people in these types of relationships. Is it gender specific? Like if you guys were to bring someone else in, would it be another guy since it was two guys before or, or does that vary? Um, it varies for us, you know, we're both bisexual, so it really doesn't matter. The gender isn't important. Um, and that was the way it was with my ex as well. So interesting. Well, it sounds exciting. I mean, you know, certainly <laughs> mix it up. Um, we're, and was it when you guys were dating, I'm curious back with your ex-husband, it wasn't just all about sex, right? This was more like no, a relationship. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I actually went on yeah. more dates with her ex-husband than I did with her while we were all dating. Interesting. That's true. So did you feel like Richard or, or or did you guys 
both Omar, I guess it would be more a question for your ex. Did he feel like he had to break up with two people? And like, how did you guys make a decision that you two would stay together and, and he would leave? Because that's, that's fascinating. I knew that they were going to divorce before he knew, or at least before she told him. So I just kind of tried to stay out of the way for the last month-ish um, to let her take care of what she needed to take care of. Um, I haven't really talked to her ex-husband too much since then. You know, we've checked in maybe once or twice over text. But we, even though I spent more time with him, I always had a stronger connection with Jaden. Hmm. So that affected it too. I spent a lot of time processing with my therapist uh, what I was going to do. And then my ex and I did couples therapy um, and the couples therapist recognized that I was done with the relationship at that point. Um, you kind of checked so, out. Yeah. yeah, I had really checked out and, and it, we're actually still friends. We talk every day. Um, you know, we have a child together and, and my ex is very committed to becoming comfortable with the situation so that he and Richard can get along and, and interact and be friendly again. Um, I don't think there's any desire certainly on Richard's part. And I don't think on my exes for the two of them to get back together, but, um, but being friendly would be helpful in our situation. Yeah. How does jealousy work in, in these types of relationships? Um, it depends. I know I have a tendency to get jealous sometimes. Um, but it's just a lot about communication. You know, a monogamous relationship requires a lot of communication and to be in a polyamorous relationship in these types of situations, it's just a little bit more being open and honest with yourself as much as with your partners um, and processing what you feel jealous about. Is there something specific that's triggering that feeling or, um, you know, just trusting that your partner's going to, do what you guys have agreed to as a as a group hmm. and recognizing that you don't have to be everything for that person they don't have to be everything for you um the example that i like to use is have you ever gone to see a movie or gone to a game or some kind of event with your partner and you were like this is the dumbest movie i've ever seen i never want to see one of these movies again um but then if they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that loves those movies you can be like great you guys go to the movie. I'm going to order a pizza. Thank you for making me not have to go on this date, other partner. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, that's all, all really interesting. I pre appreciate you guys sharing the story. But uh, yeah, it, it sounds like you don't have any immediate problems when it comes just, you know, stay off social media for a while and uh, let things breathe. That's what I would do. I would, uh, the longer... The longer you can wait to post about it, the the less rumors you will hear. And uh, while it's good not to care what people think of you, it's also good to not go out of your way to do things that you know will cause drama in your life, right? Because even if you actively like, like I don't care what people think, like you still hear the noise. You have to actively, right. consciously decide not to worry about it. And if you do have professions that you think would complicate things if, if people found out about your non-traditional relationships and that's stress and that's drama and that's uh, uh, um, an emotional burden you're gonna have to deal with so the safest play is to just focus on each other and less on on you know sharing it with the world for a few months and you know after that let people know you're dating and i think you'll probably be fine yeah and that's definitely hard for me i'm a very open person so it's hard to 
keep things under wraps, but um, I think I've you, talked to my yeah. closest friends and family and they all understand. So, yeah. And it sounds like it's not like you're keeping this a secret from everyone. You're just keeping this a secret from no. like people you went to high school with that you don't talk to anymore. Right. You're Facebook friends with. I think they can wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And like, you know, my daughter knows. So that's really the only person that I really cared about in that. Context. There you go. Uh, she knows that you guys are dating. Does she know? Yeah. She is she aware of the polyam? Is it polyamorous? Am I pronouncing oh, it right? Polyamorous, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Is she aware of that? No, okay. she was not. Um, I we actually were going to tell her shortly before my husband and I split up, and then we never had an opportunity to talk to her about it. How old is she? Glad that we didn't because she's uh, nine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert so. on that. I would think that'd be a question for a. <laughs> a child therapist and when the appropriate time to drop that bomb would be, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, probably good that, that you haven't. Yeah. Feel yeah, like a, so not a need to know basis at this point. Yes. Yeah. It's mostly the social media that I guess was my biggest concern. All right. Well, I think we got a handle on this. Best of luck to you guys. Uh, thank you. Good luck with everything. And, uh, you know, hope it all works out. Thanks, Nick. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks for calling in. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. It's sexy story time, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Dipsy, ladies and gentlemen out there who are looking to spice it up as well. So many of the resolutions out there are about doing less of something, but give yourself something more of something, more pleasure, people. Woo, baby, I love pleasure, and you do too let's be honest you love turning yourself on but if you need to unwind after a long day of zoom calls or listening to like your annoying friends about their problems get some dipsy in your life looking for some new self-care ideas oh yeah that's self-care that i need in my life or maybe you're just looking for a way to get the funk out of that body dipsy is an audio app full of short sexy stories designed to turn you on each dipsy story features characters that feel like real people in immersive scenarios so you feel like you're right. Is it weird that my producer, Chrissy, tells me how she's listening to Dipsy like all the time? I do listen to Dipsy. And I'm but like, also, did you say get your funk out of your body? Yeah. I'm like, hey, Chrissy, thanks for low-key telling me that you just got done masturbating, but that's cool. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with masturbating. There's No, there's not, but... And you can do it with a partner too, which isn't weird. Dipsy also has wellness <laughs> sessions to help you uh, learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. And for our listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Dipsystories.com slash V-I-A-L-L. And that's what I use it for, the bedtime stuff, mm -hmm. to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I got a hot take for you all hot take lovers out there. Your bank account should work for you, not against you. And that's why we're here to bring you Chime. Chime is an award-winning app and debit card with no hidden fees or monthly minimums. After all, you earned your money and you deserve to keep it. Fee-free overdrafts on up to $100 in debit purchases with SpotMe. It's like overdraft protection, but better. Get your paycheck, benefits, stimulus checks, and tax returns up to two days earlier with direct deposit, no hidden fees or monthly minimums, plus 38,000 fee-free ATMs with MoneyPass and Visa Plus Alliance. Turn on alerts to let you know when your card is used and instantly block your card if something seems fishy. When you sign up for Chime Spending Account, you enroll in an 
optional savings account and grow your savings automatically with 0.5% annual percentage yield at 10 times the national average. Join the millions on Chime. Sign up takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Apply now at Chime.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's Chime.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Chime is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, N-A. Members, FDIC, eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdrafts only applies to debit card purchases. Limits start at $20. It may increase up to $100 by chime. Early direct deposits depends on the payer. Out-of-network cash withdrawal fees apply. Third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Go to chime.com slash V-I-A-L-L for more details. How's it going? Good. I am Taylor, and I'm 23 years old. How can I help, Taylor? So I think it's important to give you a little context before I dive right into my question. So um, my relationship history is I have been in three relationships since I was 16 (laughs) and um, those lasted like in order one year, about two years and three and a half years. And I just got out of the three and a half year relationship in December, but I feel like totally over it. (laughs) Like, I feel like I knew he wasn't my guy at like year two and I kind of stuck in it because I was going through like a vulnerable time Mm -hmm. and and so, yeah, I kind of grieved that throughout that relationship. And now, um, totally over it. I've moved in January to like a new town, new people, new career, like completely just new life and just doing my thing. And I've been pretty content in that, even though I've like been in relationships my whole life, I've just been fine being single. And then, um, now I'm just like, uh, okay important to add that all my relationships were like long distance and like after those I told myself I was never gonna do like long distance again and so now I met someone at a bar (laughs) and of course he's military so kind of goes and I didn't realize that until the end of the night and um, what sucks is because like we really hit it off and um, at the end of the night realized that and then I got his number on our separate ways whatever and then next weekend after that, we hung out and also had a good time, went home with him, slept together. Next day we hung out. I like, he wanted to take me on a, like out to dinner, but I was like, uh, eh, like come over. I'll just make you dinner or something like that. So also had like an amazing night. And so I am now I've hung out with him one more time since then. Not very long, just like quick, Hey, whatever coffee. And now I'm at a point to where like my question for you is, I am like obsessing way too much <laughs> over this like situation. And it sucks because I just want to be casual in, in a, with a man. And I don't know how to do that for some reason. And I'm just obsessing over like, when are we going to hang out next? Or like whenever we're talking or whatever it is. And I think I've had more time on my hands this past week. So maybe that's why, but also in general, I'm just like, don't know how to be normal. And I don't want to get back into a relationship, but he's also awesome. So that's just where I'm at, like not knowing how to be casual and just like, you know, take it out as how long were you sing like how long the the last boyfriend, your last boyfriend, when did you guys break up? In like December. But like I said, like that was over in my mind before it was like officially over and I broke up with him and I was we're just in going on different lives yeah but i was just curious about time maybe like for the past seven years you've had a relationship for six of them at least right you know you're like you said you've been you've for your 
this pattern more, more than your adult life you know if you're 18 being adult but um you've been in a relationship mm-hmm. so there's something in you that's telling you like i i need to like this desire to be casual right this desire mm-hmm. to be independent is you're you're hearing this voice inside and, and you're having a hard time executing it because you don't know how to do that right it's not how you're wired and and in a lot of people aren't like you know, maybe you don't, right. you're like, I, I don't know. I like a guy. He's awesome. Like, why do I, you're like, have these conversations with yourself. Cause like you've told yourself, like, I'm not doing this, but then you're like, well, why, why aren't we doing this Taylor? Like he's great. So like, what the fuck, you know, let's yeah, date. Exactly. And I don't want to like deprive myself of like having a good time. So it's like, cause I want that attention and I, you know, I want to like, <laughs> sometimes I just want to get laid. And so it's like, and but it sucks that I feel like I just catch feelings too quickly. So I'm like, how do I separate? What do you like two? about I him? Don't... He is super hot, which you know, just total bonus. Um, but he's ambitious, but also which is... a bit of a red flag in the sense that like, <laughs> man, hotness, like hot, like I love hot people, and they're like, you know, they make they no, make everything else seem so great. You know, you've seen you like the the the. The, the 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 have you heard of the the crazy hot scale for guys right like no, for, for girls like it's a pretty funny YouTube video but like it's it's silly and in a way misogynistic but there's some truth of like depending how hot she is guys will put up with a certain level of crazy you know like the crazier she yeah. like it's just like we just have a way of being like it's fine she's not that crazy she's super smart you know and maybe. She, She's solely yeah. crazy and not that smart, but like what the guy is, is just very physically attracted to her. But like women do the same thing, right? He's hot, so like you're just laughing at all his jokes and, and everything's <laughs> great and you know everything's adorable because he's so goddamn hot, you know. And, but no, he's he's also ambitious and well, that's the thing. He's like really involved in his job, which I think that's also like a weird thing for me, military. But that's a, I wish I could get out of that thinking. Like I just want to get to know him why do i need to care so much about like his job right now but i do like that he's ambitious because i feel like in the past i've just been wasting my time on these men that just i'm like they're going nowhere and um i like that he's like really engaged in like my career and what i do and even if he doesn't know like much about it he's still asking me questions and stuff like that we have the same values and then i'm like what do you mean by what do you mean values like with our family, like he is, he comes from, um, and this is like my number one. So like that family is my number one and so is his. And, uh, we both come from like, we both have three siblings and just large families. And that's just like our number one. And so, and I mean that, I think, yeah, I mean, that's the only one that comes to mind because that's just like huge that I didn't have in the past that I was like, why am I not dating guys that don't really care about their family when I do? And I want that. So now that's just like really attractive to me. Um, and then, yeah. Can, and then the can I ask night. you a question? Do you think Absolutely. with other things in life, you have somewhat of an obsessive personality? Like when you get even goals or tasks, you like get really fixated and focused on those things? Probably. And I might not notice it. <laughs> now, I don't know. I mean, even when the way you're describing, like we have a lot in common and I'm not trying to, you know, tease, but like, to say like you both have like families important to you, like you're not the only ones, you know, like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a thing a lot of people like to say, you know, and that can vary to certain degrees. And that might mean you're really close with family or maybe family is important because, you know, 
you meet meet someone who like parents got divorced and they don't have the best relationship so they really desire that in their partner you know so hey they both really like family you know and so i think you just need to trust your inner gut your inner instincts and that inner instinct is is recognizing hey i've been in a relationship my whole life and i don't know what it's like to feel independent and to feel alone that's okay that you're excited about this guy but logically you have to recognize that doesn't matter if you both likes family you have the same love language and all that but like you can actively slow things down you know you can it's you know you have to have some willpower if if you want to work out more or eat better like you have to make conscious decisions so like that same logic that yeah. you're having now you could be like well i mean if i want to eat the the a greasy burger why should i not eat the greasy burger even though you're trying to like limit fat out of your diet i don't you know i don't know or it's just like well if i'm too tired to work out right now why should i work out well i don't know maybe you shouldn't but you're the one who's saying i need to get in better shape and i need to exercise a little bit more for my you know that's a goal i, I deep down i just know i need to be more active and right so there's there's knowing what you you need and then there's executing on that need despite your desires telling you differently right yeah i suck at that now that you're giving me these like examples i'm like yeah so <laughs> you just have to kind of self-police and it's a, it's a challenge and it doesn't mean you can't uh. hang out with this guy it just means that like doesn't matter if you play house or you fast-paced relationships time sometimes is the only way we really get to know people right like ru mm -hmm. like playing house or going on the bachelor will certainly uh speed up feelings and emotions faster than they otherwise would but like mm -hmm. getting to know someone who they really are you know their real insecurities how they handle stressful situations uh, how they handle things when things start getting comfortable and normal and the excitement's no longer there you know, that just takes time, right? This is why when you, it's why we call things like the honeymoon phase because like there's so many variables that are bringing this relationship along that don't include like a, a true sense of deep love and connection, right? That come with like just knowing who that person is at their core and when they're at their worst, not just when they're at their best, right? You are meeting this guy's, um, as Chris Rock would say, his representative, he's meeting yours. Like, even if you try to be your most authentic self, it's hard, it's hard to do. Right. Yeah. You know, people don't go on the bachelor and you know, they'll tell their tragic stories and be like, you know, I did this thing with my family <laughs> and, and then endears them. But how many guys show up and on their first date and be like, I guess really bad uh, track record of ghosting women. I don't know. I'm really avoidant. I, I just, I never call them back and uh, I'm just, I'm kind of a wuss. Like I hate confrontation. Do we ever have we ever seen that in the history of the show? No. No, it's always like these profound tragic stories or like my parent, you know, and you're just like, "Oh, really? Like, oh, poor you. Like, like way to be so honest with your vulnerabilities." But when do we really hear like like I don't know, I'm kind of rude to people sometimes. I show up late, you know? I we don't, right? Because we have a hard mm -hmm. time being honest about those things, but we all do those things and and we have to give each other time to get to know and you're just not you're not willing to do that right now and i know Ugh, i hate hearing this like <laughs> i hate hearing the truth but it is true and i just need to like but i feel like how i'm gonna go about this is just like not 
talk to him for a while and uh, then i don't know if that's a healthy approach i don't know see this is because with me it's kind of like i need to go one way or the other maybe it's like i either need to in the short yeah, term I mean, that might be the best of the two worst options right it's just like i know deep yeah. down the best thing for me is time alone right it's it's and so maybe you maybe you push back a little bit and say i'm just not I like you. You're great. But I know something deep down tells me I'm not in the right place to really give this relationship a shot. And by a relationship a shot, I mean, like, if you are so great that maybe you're my person, I I don't know if I am in the right space. Because what you do know is he's a cool hang. He's a great lay. He's fun. And you enjoy his time together. Right. We know that. And that's exciting. Mm -hmm. But what you don't know is, is this someone you're going to want to be investing in five years from now? Maybe, maybe not, right? The huge unknowns. We really don't know. But you're, there's something about yourself is telling you, I don't know if I could be the best version of myself and, and really get to know you because I'm, I'm questioning my ability to be alone and self-police my desire. So like, I guess in the short term, I get why. But I think you need to get better at just slowing things down. You know, I need to. Yeah, I just need to. That's the thing. Like, I just can't sleep with someone or like go home with someone or whatever. And then uh, the next day feel like fine about it. Like and and <laughs> so I met him twice. I didn't go home with him the first night. The second night I did, which is because I got to know him a little bit better. It doesn't really make sense. Sometimes my mind is like, you're an adult. Just do what you want. But then I like the next day, these things happen. Like I get to in my head and get to ahead of myself before that. So I think. Yeah, unfortunately, I kind of need to just separate like my head and my heart, like you're saying. I just can't. I just need to hold off on men yeah. and just figure out my thing. <laughs> you can you can be sex positive and, and still re refrain from sex if you know that deep down you will feel an emotional connection to whoever you sleep with, right? You can, and then once in a while, where you want to like you know again using the the diet analogy, it's like you can give up sweets and try to eat healthy, but once in a while you're like, I deserve cake tonight. You know, and you go yeah. out and, and you have some fun at the risk of like being a little bit more emotionally connected. But what you don't want to do is sleep around so much despite feeling emotional connections, uh, connections that for self-preservation, you learn how to detach yourself emotionally from sex. Because mm -hmm. you don't want to do that because when you meet a guy, then you will feel like disconnected from from that. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, and that's like also not me. And so that's why I think that's that's why I actually do catch feelings or whatever quicker because I'm like okay I'll just sleep with him every now and then like it's like so I don't have to sleep around yeah. or whatever it is because like you said sometimes I want cake so it's like I don't want uh chocolate vanilla strawberry I want chocolate like I want want that same person yeah. so it's like so yeah <laughs> I think you just need to this is you're young take some time alone even if it's for like You've never been single, you know. I'm sure oh, you're used to going out. You get hit on, like you really haven't been alone. I think you need to like take these kind of active choices for you to decide. And you're gonna keep meeting guys, right? So uh, mm -hmm. you you really it's it's this is self policing. This is kind of your first, you know, being mature for yourself. Like this is, and it's gonna take you, you know. I I can tell you all this stuff. Eventually, when you're in the moment, you're gonna have to decide. Don't do this, Taylor. You know, and and tell I know I'm happy. This is your voice is gonna be stuck in my head telling me <laughs> that, and so I'm pretty sure 
hopefully I'll be self-willed enough not to, but, <laughs> but yeah, try, try not to completely, uh, cut yourself off from society just to, you know, you, you can manage these moments. I, I feel like you have the willpower. You just have to practice like anything else. It just takes practice and this is not something you're good at. Yeah. That's good advice. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, I really appreciate you calling. Good luck. Um, and uh, this is, it's good that you are learning how to listen to your gut and trust your gut. And, and now you just have to follow through. All right. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Good. Uh, I'm Kim. I'm 39. Hi, Kim. How can I help? All right, so I'm calling in with a co-parenting question today for you. Um, all right, so I have a very toxic ex. We were together for eight and a half years. Um, we have a seven-year-old son together. And um, of those eight and a half years, it was, like I said, it was toxic and abusive. Um, never towards my son. It was all just at me. But um, that's ultimately what ended our relationship. Um, when our relationship ended three years ago, I took out a protection order for my son and myself against my ex, his dad. Um, so he did not see or speak to his dad for like nine or 10 months. It was almost a year. His dad was not in his life um, for obvious reasons. Um, but since then, um, for a while, his dad had like only two days a week of supervised visits. And then we went to a 60, 40 situation where I had him 60% of the time. Dad had 40% of the time. Um, and then now we're at a 50, 50, which is where we've been for about a year. So the tough thing is that although since going to 50, 50, we've gotten a lot better at communicating. Um, he, has will very often try to take advantage of my parenting time, which is really frustrating to me. Um, yeah. So for example, he very recently, I picked, um, our son up at school and it was the beginning of one of my weekends, which is like a five day stretch. Um, and he told me his dad, had given him a card with a note in it that just kind of said, Hey, if you ever want to come have a sleepover while you're at your mom's, um, just give me a call and I'll come pick you up. And he tells me this and our son is just the sweetest kid and he's very like open. So he'll communicate these things to me, which I really appreciate. But hearing that's just very frustrating to me because to me, it's a clear like disrespect of our, my parenting time with my child. And I have never, nor would I ever disrespect his parenting time with our son. Um, I respect the time that he has with our son, regardless mm -hmm. of what happened between him and I, I still think that th that relationship's important. Um, I'm just not getting the same respect from his dad, which is really tough for me. Um, and there's been other times too, where our sons told me like, Oh, dad said, if, um, you know, if I want to go do fun things this weekend with him, I should just call him and he'll come pick me up and take me to do whatever that is. And I'm like, well, but you know, it's my weekend with you. And so that's a tough thing. Have you um, uh, talked to your ex about this? I have, but I to him um, a while ago and he basically told me, well, if, you know, if he wants to, if he expresses that he wants to spend time with me, 
I'm not going to deny him of that, regardless of whose parenting time it is. So it basically didn't well, go anywhere. And, I, and help me understand, because I'm, I'm, I don't know yeah, too no, much about co, co-parenting <laughs> type of rules yeah. in terms of like, um, like what the law is. But like, you guys, is this a court order that you guys fifty fifty, or is this you guys are like, how does this enforced? Nope. You know? Yeah, no, we, yes, we went through, we had, we each had a lawyer, we went, we did it through mediation, it's a signed document through the court, so, like, this is a 50-50, we both agreed to this, um, it was a mutual thing, but it still seems like his dad's not the one who's okay, like, necessarily following these rules, and I've expressed to him that we both agreed to this, like, let's be fair, let's agree to stick to our time with our son and not try to overstep on the other parent's time yeah well so i mean i can get your frustration i mean you know he's not respecting that it's a bit manipulative right he's uh yeah uh, I, I i'm not a parent and i'm not a therapist but my <laughs> my humble opinion would be you you both including you because like even when you're like when you say to your son like this is my time like how is a nine ten year old supposed to be able to process this right He's like kind of the innocent person. So like it, it, it doesn't do much good trying to explain to your son, your frustrations with your ex-husband and his father. Right. Because I tried to leave that out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I try to just basically tell him, well, you know what? I understand that you want to, but we have to be fair. And this weekend is my weekend and you're going to get to see your dad again, you know, whenever. So like I try to, and I kind of leave it at that. Like I try to leave him out of, the adult drama because I understand a he's not going to understand it and b I don't want to be that parent who's involving him in our drama. Yeah, uh, so I you know it's it's tough it. because you know like you said it sounds like your ex is is not the the best guy. He's and, not, you know, and so this no, is it's just, a manipulation tactic, right? Because he's t- he's trying to to be clever and go and 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 say this to your son, and so when your son's like, "Oh, I want to go hang out with dad," because your your my my guess is the nine ten year old is not fully processing what it means to be divorced or what it means to share. You know, like I would think that a nine ten year old, right. I don't know, these are my parents. Like today, I want to hang out with dad. Tomorrow, I want to hang out with mom. What do you mean by like your time versus my time, right? And right, your your right. husband your ex husband's clever enough to realize that, so he's like, "Hey, whenever you want to, like, I'll come pick you up." And it's oh, just, absolutely, yeah. So absolutely. I think you just need to, as hard as it is, keep having these arguments with your ex husband. Does it? Do you have any recourse if he continues not to respect the mutually agreed upon arrangement? Do, is there a recourse to say even to your husband's like, if you listen, I don't want to argue with you. Like you're arguing semantics with me. Like mm-hmm. we're not married anymore. We're co-parenting. And by that definition, there's not like, we're not like, we're not leaving it up to our nine year old right now. Right. Like right. when they want to hang out with whatever parents in a moment's notice that like, you know, it sucks that we didn't work out, but like, this is a situation we're in. If you can't respect that, then like, we're going to have to reevaluate our arrangement. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's tough. I, I, mean, I, I hate yeah, that it's going to get to that like, point, but you know, uh, I definitely would try to leave your nine-year-old out of it, and it sucks because it, your husband doesn't want your ex-husband. Excuse me for your ex-husband doesn't want to do that, and it's forcing yeah. you to. You're, he's really putting you in a tough situation. He's, um, he's making me the bad guy, which I don't want to be. Yeah. So it's tough, and I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I think it is just kind of one of those things. I need to let it play out, and to me, it's like I'm just not responding to that as much as I can. Like I'm not going to feed into it. Um, 
and just kind of let it kind of like blow over, hopefully. Have you asked him without like, you know, and I know it's tough, but like to your ex-husband, she's like, why do you do this? Um, I, I did initially like a year ago when I first brought this up to him. And again, his reasoning was just, well, if he, if he expresses interest in wanting to see me, I'm going to try to fulfill that for him and make that happen. And I'm like, well, so I'm like, yeah, but you need to be the adult and kind of set, set the boundaries, not let the kid make yeah. the decision and for you. And he just you. doesn't, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's a tough, that's a tough thing. It's, it's like tough trying to and Just out of curiosity, why did, why did we get to a 50-50 split in this situation? Like, how did that happen? Um, He was fighting for that from the get-go, but I held off for as long as I could. Why? Because of because of the abuse that happened while we were together. And so I didn't feel like he was a very fit parent. He Why do you feel like he's for... fit now? Like, I'm, I I'm actually know. curious if but you, like, do you, yeah. like, if you wanted to fight for full custody, do you think you could get it? Um, no, not full custody, but the, the, the tough stuff is that like the abusive stuff happened to me and never to our son. So like in the court's eyes, like it doesn't look that bad. And, Dad's manipulative, obviously, and has done a lot of work, and Tim can make it look like he's perfect and healed. So, if you wanted to, could you go back to court and make it challenging for him? I mean, I, I don't know. I how think these... if I wanted to try to do that, yeah. But at the well, same I mean, time, like money, our son did yeah. a lot. It was yeah. money is a huge issue too with that, right? Lawyers aren't cheap. But I mean, our son didn't do very well going between both houses when he didn't see his dad as much. And since we've gone to 50-50, he's so much more relaxed and chill about it, yeah. which is easier for everybody, I think. It's just, and it's not all the time that this happens, but there are situations here and there where they'll pop up and it's just, it's, yeah, I'm, it's annoying I'm and sorry, it's frustrating. I'm sorry, it sucks, I, I think. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. I would, like, as I mean, much as you happens. can, I would try to kill your ex-husband with kindness. Because he sounds like the type of guy yeah. who responds to and gets off almost out of, uh, 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 he gets off on upsetting you and, yeah, and knowing absolutely. that, and, and this is manipulating tactics. And, and if he, he gets the yeah. desired reaction, like, you know, um, so almost right. I think like ignoring him and it puts you in a tough position with your kid. But if we're just trying to get to a, a resolution that's the best possible given a toxic situation. Like, yeah, I think try to not let it bother you as much as you can. I know it's probably much easier said than done to not worry about feeling like the bad guy with your son, because I think that's what your husband wants to make you feel. And that's what he's accomplishing. And if right. he, if he knows he's making you feel that way, he's just, he's not going to stop. He's going to keep going. He's going to get off on it. Um, yeah. so as much as you can just try to ignore him. And yeah, he's going to send these notes. You can ask him tonight. You ask him nicely to stop, explain your case, but don't let him see you get angry. Um, That's my biggest thing. It's very difficult. But again, I'm trying to either just ignore it or yeah. just be as polite as I can. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I, I agree. the best I thing you can do. I mean, if you get to a point where you feel like you're at the end of your rope and you're financially able to do it and you know, but like you said, it sounds like at least with uh, your son, it seems to, having his father, it seems to be positive in his life. And, and that, yeah, you know, so I think, yeah, you could try as much as you can to just not let him see him get to you because it sounds like the type of person who gets off on that. Absolutely. No, he is. Um, so. And, yeah. you know, like, 
if he reaches out to dad when it's your time, then, you know, sorry, you know. Oh yeah, I'll yeah, I'll let him ignore it because I'm like, no, it's my time. You need to respect that. So I feel as long as you just keep loving your son, and, and you know, even if you feel like the bad guy now, and again, I could be wrong. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a child psychologist. I feel like one day, your son, as he gets older, will realize and and recognize and 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 see it for what it was. I I mean, a lot of people have told me that. So I'm that's I got my fingers crossed on that one. That's my hope. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. And if he's a little bit mad at you, I don't remember the ten, temper tantrums that I threw as a kid when I got mad at my parents. But um, I, I do know I look back and, you know, as as, as kids, as as adults, we learn to appreciate some of the tough love our parents gave us and, and realize that they were protecting us. And, and um, so Absolutely. try to focus yeah, on that as much as you can. I am. That is my hope. So, yeah. <laughs> um, That's it. And just ignore the sh- nothing will bother your ex husband more than I know him thinking he, you caring. have no effect over uh, he has no effect over your um temp uh, your your mindset your emotional your yeah. emotions that will drive him fucking nuts so I know um, <laughs> thank you so much all right all right well best appreciate of luck that. all right thanks for calling yes thank you guys all appreciate right. it all right take care. How's it going? I'm fine, thanks. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. What's your name? I'm Sarah, and I'm 26. Hi, Sarah. 26. How can I help? Okay, so my boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years, and for the last two years, he has been traveling for his job a lot, so essentially it's long distance. I see him every other weekend, basically, and um, there's a lot of things that I need in order to make that work. And so far, we've done a good job at doing that. But recently, like in the past couple of months, I've noticed a huge shift and huge difference in him. Like he isn't excited when he comes home to see me. Like he just never seems happy or excited about anything. And uh, I talked to him about it because it was really starting to affect me and my happiness in the relationship. And he basically told me that um, he has this family trauma that happened a while ago when he was a kid and he never dealt with it. He's talked to me about it a little bit before, but I guess it kind of resurfaced. And when it all went down, he didn't have anybody he felt like he could talk to, never did therapy. And he was really depressed and suicidal. And his, um, I guess, defense mechanism was to basically shut down all of his emotions so that he could feel numb is what he says. And it worked for him for like a decade. And I guess he was just living with it. And when it resurfaced recently, he's sort of gone back into that numb state. And so in order to not feel super sad and think about it all the time, he just shuts down all his emotions. So he's not sad, but he's also not happy and he doesn't feel joy. And he's like pretty depressed. And I just don't know, like, if I can uh, continue to support him through that. Like, I told him I thought he would really benefit from therapy, but I can't obviously force him to do anything he doesn't want to do. He and doesn't what, like talking. He does. He he is resistant to therapy at this point. Yes, and does he say why? He says that he doesn't like talking. Uh, about it and he doesn't want to talk about it too much because he thinks if he reopens that wound it'll just hurt 
so much more and he thinks he'll become suicidal again and he doesn't uh i don't know he kind of said that he doesn't have interest in changing and feeling emotions anymore because he's just lived with it for so long and his family kind of just sweep swept it under the rug like to do you, this day do you they, know what it is specific yes okay um, um but they yeah they like to pretend it never happened so he feels like he doesn't have their support and he's just kind of stubborn and i just don't know if i can like continue in this relationship because i'm really not happy with it right now yeah but i also feel like I don't know if this is just a low point and I want to support him and like be by his side when he needs me, but I don't know. Or if, like if I should keep encouraging him to you know, get with, better. Without sharing, because we don't need you to share if you don't feel comfortable, but ba like, and I know you're not a therapist, but does it seem like something you, um, like you hear the story of what happened, you're just like, oh shit. Like it seems like a really big deal. Like you you understand why that might be something he's really struggling with. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he clearly needs to deal with it, right? Like does have you asked him the question, if you do nothing, how do you think you can operate as a person whether you're in or out of a relationship going forward. Like, you know, he says he doesn't want to do anything about it and he doesn't want to make it worse. And I appreciate that. I mean, I, if he was suicidal and he's afraid of suicide, I, I can imagine why that be a monstrous fear. Yeah. But if doing, you know, if the, if the alternative is doing nothing, is this, this, is this sustainable for him? You know, how does he know he's not going to become suicidal by, by, holding on to this and and um, you, you can't force yourself to feel nothing forever I mean I, you can try I mean and, and again it sounds like he was has been somewhat successful but as he has even stated about his own admission like these have a way of revealing themselves the a triggering event that he might not see coming um, you know person he interacts with or you know who knows and what he I would Again, as someone who's not a therapist, uh, I would think that that could trigger him. And and for someone who has spent so much time pushing these emotions and feelings down, what he hasn't done is, you know, trained himself to deal with this stuff and process his emotions. And so, what happens when he gets triggered unexpectedly? Doesn't know how to process these feelings and is forced to deal with something that he can't handle. That that would be my fear for him. Yeah. Right? Um. So listen, the short answer is uh, he is not your responsibility in life. You have a right to, again, we've talked about this before, you have a right to be in a happy, healthy relationship. You can't help people who are uninterested in helping himself. You can support him. You can try to guide him. You can try to um, you know, give him different options and be patient. But at some point, he needs to want to, you know, work on this and, and face his fears as hard as it may be. And if he doesn't want to, then you, you know, it, you, it, you reach a point where you do have to protect yourself, right? Because, yeah. you know, if he is this damaged and he's unwilling to uh, do anything about it, it could become a dangerous and toxic situation for yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's really unfortunate. 
Um, how close are you with his family? Pretty close, actually. Like um, this, before he t- has this come up at all with them. I mean, no, um, he has never even talked to them about it at all. Like they hmm. pretend it doesn't happen. And meeting them before I knew any of this, I never would have known anything. Sure, um, they just seem like a really great, happy family. But clearly, he still has um, issues with it, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I just don't know. When he told you, like, what was your reaction to the story in terms of like, uh, reinf- like, how do you make him feel? You know, like, what do you, what are the things that you've tried to say to him? Uh, um, when he told me, I was like kind of shocked because I personally never dealt with anything super traumatic like that in my family. So I was kind of just like, are you okay? Um, like, do you want to talk about it more? And pretty much immediately he's like, no, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, I'm fine. It's, it's fine. And uh, yeah, that was it. And I don't try to push him to talk more than he doesn't want to. Um, but it is, yeah, really starting to affect our relationship more. And I'm just not sure if it's going to continue or. Well, I mean, again, without being a therapist, if you were willing and wanted to and you weren't ready to break up, I would at least try to push a little bit, you know, I would try to, as your girlfriend, as his girlfriend and someone who uh, he trusts and, and is is a sense of security, try to make him feel like therapy while, you know, risky and you empathize with how he's scared can be a really great thing. And you're there to support him through it. And, and he's not alone because he has you. But he also has to recognize that, you know, how he is choosing to handle this while you empathize with him is affecting the relationship. And if he's not willing to, like, doing nothing about it isn't an option because it's clearly affecting him. Like, yeah. he, he's even acknowledged that it's affecting his behavior and therefore affecting your relationship. And how could you, like, hey, sorry, babe, like, this happened to me. I'm going to just muscle through life and it will affect how I act towards you and it will affect how I treat you. It will affect my happiness and therefore affect your happiness. But I need you to deal with that forever. Like that's not practical. Right. And I think despite what he's gone through, he need, you know, you have a right to express that, you know, but if you are willing first, you know, since you haven't pushed at all and you just kind of let him say, well, I don't want to talk about it. And you're like, okay, I don't know what to say. So I guess I'm going to drop it. And I've been there, right? Like I've, I've dated people. And again, it's, it's sad how, how, how many victims there are out there of family traumatic events and abuse and, 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 it's some it's shocking you know as i've gotten older and interacted with friends and 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 people i've dated and you're just like it the first reaction is like do you yeah like you said do you want to talk about it you know like you don't want to push it's very delicate i get that but yeah um you're at a breaking point so you you have to if it was if it wasn't affecting the relationship then you could probably be easier to ignore but it is yeah and that's the thing like i don't know how to bring it up to him without it sounding like an ultimatum. Um, well, at first, don't make it sound like an ultimatum, you know, because it, you haven't pushed yet, right? So first push a little bit without 
take the relationship out of it for for the short term, right? Try to push a little bit. Be like, hey, I want to talk about this. I know you said this, but let's, if you're willing to revisit this with me, I'd, I'd like to talk about you. And I, I'd, I, I, it's affecting how you are feeling. And I know it's scary. And I want to be there. For, I want to be there for you. Don't say like, I'm going to be there for you no matter what. But like, I want to be there for you. Um, but this is not sustainable for you and for mm-hmm. us. And so is there a world where you would consider therapy? I think you just have to push therapy a little bit harder and, okay. and, and, and not, and not be so quick to let him say, I don't want to talk about this. If it gets to a point where he just refuses and you get nowhere and he shuts you down and he gets mad or angry at you and, and reacts to you, then I think you, you're kind of forced to say, okay, well, what do you want me to do? how can we be in a relationship, you know, kind of make it a, like get him to answer the obvious questions. Like how, so I, you want me to like, this is, this is us for the rest of our lives. You know, like I'm worried about you. Like, do you really think you can just muscle your feelings and hide them forever? You know? Yeah. I mean, see what he says with some of these like obvious questions and you just got to get him to think about it. He's just scared. And I, I get that. So you got to try to, if you can get through that fear and um, you know um, it's a tough situation but yeah and then it is hard especially too because most of our communication is done through text Mm -hmm. because our you know and I did tell him like a couple weeks ago I was having a really tough time with it and I told him you know I think he would benefit from therapy because I've done therapy and it's helped me a lot and I think he thinks that his situation is so unique and special. And he was like, they're not going to understand. And I told him, I think you'd be surprised at how many other people gone through the same thing and feel the same way as you. Yeah. Maybe there's, maybe he should look into, I I don't know what happened to him, but I do know while I'm sure it is unique, it's not necessarily unique in the, and that's what's sad. The sad reality is, is there's a lot of fucked up shit that goes on in this world and with families. That, and there's a lot of secrets out there. And it's it's scary. But there are support groups. And I think more than anything, it sounds like your boyfriend feels like he truly is alone in this. And he feels the yeah. shame and guilt. And he feels like no one can relate. And he's scared. And it's a heavy, you know. And so... Yeah, he needs to realize there are other victims out there. And while it might not be the exact same story, right, there are people yeah. who probably can very much relate to what he's feeling. Right. Um, and, and trying to connect him with that. So do your best, but he needs to give you something to work with because yeah. otherwise you could be putting yourself in a, in a dangerous situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. It's tough. Yeah. We, we, we try to help the ones we love, but they do have to want to help themselves. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm just trying to figure out like at what point I I wouldn't text this stuff. I would FaceTime and get on the phone. These these are not conversations to be having over text. Yeah. That absolutely. You know, we, we read text how we are feeling. Right. So, um, However he's feeling, no matter what you text, no matter what emoji you throw in there, he's going to interpret it how he's feeling. And it's, you know, let him, 
And that's why I think FaceTime, let him see your face, let him see your facial expressions, let, let him get all, all the forms of communication available to you guys that don't include yeah. being in the same room um, to yeah. have these very tough conversations. Yeah. Um, that is, it, it's also really hard, like just a whole other factor is he overworks himself, I think, as a way to distract himself, yeah. you know, but he'll, he'll put in like a 19 hour day and then go to sleep. And so we don't really have time. He's, to... he's trying to avoid dealing with this however right. way he can. And he's grasping at straws. He's going to run out of options. Yeah. So. And then, and so, yeah, I think if you can, if you're willing some tough love for the next, however long you think you can endure pushing him and, at some yeah. point, there's a breaking point. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, All right. Well, good luck. Uh, thank take you care. very much. You know, my pleasure. <laughs> thank you for calling and sharing your story. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. Wow. Killed it. Nailed it. <laughs> what a great job. Pat myself in the back. Uh, can't thank you guys enough for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. If you have some time, why don't you just go into uh, iTunes, give us some five stars. Really appreciate it. Also, merch is available, vilefiles.com. we got breakup books. Give it to all your friends that are whining about their exes they can't get over and tell them to just write a bunch of shit down that pissed them off. Also, some uh, catchy, uh, wonderful sweatshirts, T-shirts. Mugs. Mugs, hats. We have it all. Tote bags. Support your favorite podcast. Buy some merch. <laughs> uh, other than that, have a great day. Bye. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.